You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, it's just your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and the Fantasy Fish. How's it going? It's going. Chargers lost, which was, although honestly, I don't even care that they lost. I'm more just worried about Justin Herbert. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope he's going to be all right. I just hope it doesn't linger all season long and have it be like, you know. I think he'll be fine either way. I mean, he, when he threw the ball, other than that weird scramble where he threw it, like the touchdown pass was a dime. The pass before it oh, was to a Josh dime. Oh, to Josh Palmer? So I, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a beautiful pass. Throw. I think he could still make the throws. I just hope he doesn't, like, allow it to get worse than it is. But I also don't want him to miss time. I don't know. It's kind of one of those double-edged swords. Even if you're not a Chargers fan, like you have to like Justin Herbert. He's just such a talented fucking football player. Well, the the Chargers right now with their team, they're fun to watch. I don't think it'd be as fun to watch with uh, Chase Daniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean the defense would still be good to watch. You know their defense looks pretty good. It's mm-hmm. just you know it's when you see like a big player like that, it kind of like I don't know. It's always like, oh, I mean, man, like, that's a bummer, you know? You know, like, if Patrick Mahomes got hurt, you're like, well, fuck, no one wants to watch Chad Henney throw the fucking ball, like... Well, and we'll get into this in a little bit, too, but, like, think of, like, the Saints-Bucks game this week. Alvin Kamara might not play. Mike Evans might not play. Goblin's not playing. Julio's questionable. Like, who the fuck, who wants to watch this shit if no one's playing? Like, I'm a Saints fan. I'll watch it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not going to be that great of a game if everybody's missing on both Yeah, but, he, like... I'm a Chargers fan, and if Justin Herbert doesn't play, like like you said, I'd watch, but I'd probably be playing on my phone the entire time or something because it's like, dude, fuck. Plus, like, and then selfishly speaking for the 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 fantasy effect it has on everybody else, Eckler, Allen, Mike Dub, Ever, you know, Everett seems to be like the sexy pick for a tight end, you know, that nice waiver ad. But I mean, if Justin Herbert's out and you got Chase Daniel, you know, then they're probably going to become a more conservative offense. They're going to run it with Sony Michelle, who looked fucking terrible, but they'll probably run it with him 20 times a game. Are, are you, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're in a PPR league, half PPR, Eckler's night was salvaged, especially at the end with all those catches there at the end. But I mean, are you, are we actually, you texted me about it too last night. Like, are we kind of concerned about Austin Eckler? Cause God, you, you drafted him in the top four. See, I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter to somebody too. I forget who I was talking to, but um, both games, 14 snaps or 14 carries. Um, the first game, he only had four targets. This game, he had 10. So that's a lot better. Uh, the yardage was there. Like you said, he salvaged it. He didn't have a terrible game. But as a player that you drafted as a top four player, yeah. Like, am I concerned about Eckler being startable? No, not really. But He's not, if these people keep taking touches from him, then he's not going to be able to produce where you thought he was going to be able to, like he did last year. That's my biggest concern. They're giving Josh Kelly and Hovarth and um, Sonny Michelle, Michelle. Is they're, they're taking 
away from Austin Eckler. Like, I also think that he'll be just fine. Like, if he had a touchdown, he'd have 20 points this week. Yeah. I mean, if he had a touchdown, we're not even having this conversation. My concern is he's not there in the red zone often. I mean, well, he does Sony have breakaway Michelle got speed, the, and he could break away. Well, Sony Michelle got the goal line carry. Yeah, and he looked fucking Horvath terrible. got the, the touchdown pass for the second week in a row. I mean, I know he's only on. I know he only got two snaps, but like, hey, that's a touchdown that goes to somebody who's not fantasy relevant. Yeah, but but that but those two, the the two touchdowns that Hovarth had, Horvath had, that's normally Austin Eckler's touchdown, the little one yard slant out route. You know, that's Eckler's bread yeah. and butter. That's how he had twenty touchdowns last year from that. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm hoping that they're just kind of like saving him. I mean, he's kind of old, so maybe they're just saving him. And as the season goes on, they'll start using him more and more as they need to. And he's a little guy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like I said. I'm not the most concerned, but where you drafted him, it's kind of not panning out to what you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, if this, but let, let's it's only week two. Let's talk so. about Mike Mike Williams here for a second. God damn, man, that touchdown catch he had was beautiful. One arm falling, but like I, I think it was nice to see that. Like with uh, you know. The, the managers that drafted Mike Williams in like the fifth ish round, you know, you're upset last week with the two for 10 performance, but then, you know, bounces right back with the eight for 113 and a touchdown. See, the thing is, this Mike Williams, in my opinion, I think he's going to be one of the most frustrating players in fantasy football because he's going to have his two for 10 days, but then he's going to have his eight for 113s and a touchdown. So you have think, to start like, him every I, week. I've got a lot of shares of Mike Williams. And I think the thing is like, at least the way I look at it is like, I, this is, I knew that that's what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, the biggest thing is that you hope it's more of the 20 point games and the two point games. And then you hope your other players can make up when he has two point games. And then you just hope it doesn't happen in the playoffs. Cause you're not going to be able to get away with it in the playoffs. Like you might be able to in the regular season. But I also think like, it's possible that, if they use him right, like he's got the potential to have like games with a higher floor. Like his floor seems to be pretty low still, but there's a potential for that to change. Um, he, he had five contested catches on five contested targets. So if they were contested by a defender, he called five of them and he's like the only, that only happened one time last year. Mm-hmm. And then Gerald Everett, you were just talking about him a minute ago, back to back good games, you know, week one, three for 54 and a touchdown. Last week, ten targets, six for seventy-one. You like, and we've—I I mean, you know, not to sound redundant, but we said it a thousand times. You want a guy that can get you fifty in the touchdown, and this looks like that just kind of might be what Gerald Everett is. And it's just nice to see him utilized in the offense. And because uh, I mean, like, who do you cover? You got a quarterback that can make the throws, and then yet, like, when Keenan Allen's around there, you know, you got Mike Williams, you got you know uh, Josh Palmer. You know, he's. Josh Palmer is a great wide receiver three on the team. And then DeAndre Carter coming out of fucking nowhere. I mean, who do you cover? So Gerald Everett, you know, I, I expect seeing big things. I saw you picked him up in our home league and I was like, fuck, like I should have gotten in on that yeah, when I had the chance. I had Cole Komet and a lot of people were like, don't drop Cole Komet yet. And like Cole Komet got one target. I understand it was raining, mm-hmm. but the ball was thrown 17 times and he got one target. The whole reason you wanted to commit is because he was going to be a target monster. And if you get one and to, and to me, 
a tight end's a perfect player to throw to in those rainy, sloppy games, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like just, you know, do a short route, sit in between the zones and catch it and slop your way over through the mud, you know, like you don't, you aren't going to have like the fast, speedy guys running as fast in a sloppy game like that. And he didn't get any work at all. So I was like, yeah, I'd rather have Everett at this point. Better offense. Well, spe- especially because, uh, like tight ends generally don't run like those seams and deep routes. You know, they're normally like, you know, six yards and out, seven yards and in. Or, yeah, you know, they do the tight ends who can, but yeah, most of them yeah. can't really. They're not fast enough. No, Cole commits a big bodied guy. You know, he's like a chip block, peel off, catch me like three yards on the flat, you know. And I think he was like the sixth most targeted tight end in all of fantasy football last year. And that's why, you know, even preseason, all of us were kind of chiming in on Cole Komet saying like, hey, he's a sexy late round guy. No one's drafted him. You get him in the 12th round and you have a low end tight end one that late. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I preferred every, I think you're fine hanging on with Komet still at least another week or two. See how it pans out. I was just mm-hmm. a little higher on Everett and I was like, I'll just, I'll just make the move now. Cause if I don't do it now, I'm not going to get him later. It was like a exactly four dollar waiver bid I put in or something like that. Other side of the ball, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, Mahomes is still good. Got bailed out. He threw a lot of interceptions. He got bailed out by the refs an awful lot last night. I'm not even trying to sound like a Chargers homer, but I mean, he had a decent day. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, man, still getting used. He uh eight carries, 74 yards, four for 44. So it's I think it's kind of like they got the right combination of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon to Isaiah Pacheco is probably not going to be a thing this year. I think you even texted in our group chat like he sucks. Like he's just bad. Yeah, he's not. He's not that good. Um, no. It's going to be Edwards, Lair, and McKinnon. Lair is weird because his game would have been pretty bad if he didn't have that one big run. Mm-hmm. I think the carry was yeah. what like fifty-four 50, yards. He had a 50, 52 <laughs> yard run. If you take that away. You know, he had seven carries for 22 yards. 22 yards. Seven for 22, so three yards a carry. Three yards a carry. Not terrible, but not that great. But, but I mean, he's had two games where he's he's a solid Darby, too. Maybe flex play, but I think he's all right. You keep playing him. McKinnon has got some appeal if Edwards Lair gets hurt and, and just the red zone usage, too. Definitely someone you want to throw on like your watch list. Like keep an eye on Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I mean, not I don't think he needs to be rostered, but definitely keep an eye on him. And then uh right. the wide receivers are a total mess. I even think Patrick Mahomes or someone even fucking said, like, good luck figuring out which wide receiver to play this week. But Travis Kelsey, kind of like a bounce back down to earth game five for fifty one. But I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey. He almost had a touchdown but got suplexed by Derwin James on like the three yard line. So you know, he'll be just fine. Um, so let's talk about some news. So we'll just kind of reiterate on what happened with Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert has fractured rib cartilage and is considered day to day. There's, uh, I've read some numerous articles. A couple said that it's, that's actually not a bad diagnosis. It's cause it could have been a lot worse, but it's just going to be something you're definitely going to have to monitor. You know, I saw you tweet it out. Um, Hey, you know, you yeah, might want to look up. Yeah. If I know that rosters right now, you may have like a lot of players that you want to keep and stuff. So you may not want to do it just yet. And you may want to wait till next weekend. My big thing behind that tweet was 
you could pick somebody up now that you think is going to have a big week in week three and get ahead mm-hmm. of the streamers. Right now, there's it's open waivers. You could just pick somebody up, not have to spend fab, not lose your waiver yeah. priority. That's really what I'm getting behind. If you have a player like that play on Thursday night that gets hurt, get grab somebody before so you're not risking waiver plays to get them. If you have the roster capacity to do so. Yeah, if you can then you know pick up like Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz or I don't know. There there's some quarterbacks out there that you can probably pick up that you feel okay with having on your bench. Uh, moving on, Zach Ertz, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, was not listed on the final injury report. So last week, I think Zach Ertz was kind of more of a – he was hurt with the calf injury leading into the game and then just had a garbage time touchdown at the end, which saved the day. Uh, coming off the injury report is always a good sign. George Kittle, though, is questionable for Week 2 against the Seahawks. Um, I mean, God, if you have Kittle, you definitely have to hold on to him. But this is just kind of his th- – you know, we were talking about it pre-show – that someone was talking about trading you George Kittle and dynasty. And it's like, he is so unsexy to me in dynasty now. Like I, like it would have to be some stupid trade where it's like, well, fuck like, yeah, I'll do that. But I don't know. It's hard to gauge his value. Well, the thing is, is we haven't really seen him play enough with Trey Lance either. Like, is he going to be that good with Lance? Mm -hmm. Is the offense going to be what they once were? Like what's the value? And is he going to be able to stay healthy? Like he's already missed the first two weeks. He missed time last year. I don't know. I, I feel like if he plays and he gets healthy, if he's fully healthy, I'm still okay with playing him. But like, I'm not I, I, in other leagues. I'm trying to get rid of him. I'm trying to see if somebody will buy the name. I know that he's injured and he hasn't done anything. So it's not like mm-hmm. a sell high, but like buy the name, you know, somebody will buy the name eventually. Yeah. Well then, uh, you know, he's a game time decision. So obviously be ready to pivot just in case. Cause that's kind of like how it came down last week. Uh, Alan Lazard, the alleged wide receiver one for the green Bay Packers is questionable again for week two. So keep an eye out. Like I think Alan Lazard is worth a bench stash because Aaron Rodgers can make any wide receiver a superstar for the most part. And he already has some chemistry with Lazard. I think Christian Watson bumbling the fucking guaranteed touchdown throw. I, I think that put him in the bad graces of chapped ass Aaron Rodgers. So, Oh, for um, sure. did. Yeah. So, but hopefully Lazard plays. That'd be nice. Uh, JK Dobbins is questionable for week two against the dolphins uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He did get full practice sessions all week. So it's probably a good sign that he's going to play. If J.K. Dobbins is in, are you playing him this week, Fish, against a tough uh, run defense of the Dolphins? Probably not. I have him in the league, and I'm not going to play him. It, it depends upon my scenario. If I have to, mm-hmm. if I'm in a pinch, like if my next best option is like a Khalil Herbert or something, then yeah, I'll play him. But yeah, I'd try to wait one week. I, I'm not 100% sure that he'll play. Like I understand he practiced, but they could say, okay, he practiced in full. Let's give him one more week to get – like really up to speed and everything they could play him, but I, I just don't feel like they need to risk it so early in the year. Mm-hmm. I think they might wait one more week. So we'll see. We have to kind of monitor that going into Sunday morning, but I I'd still, I would pivot if I have any capacity to, I I'd still wait on Dobbins just cause you don't know how it's going to shake out. I mean, as well, as like- he also, um, Jesse Morris, the fancy doctor, has put out a video with him talking about his injury. He tore like 
two ligaments in his knee mm-hmm. and his meniscus. It wasn't like a regular ACL tear. It was like basically almost, I think everything, but like one tendon. Yeah. He like destroyed his fucking knee. Yeah. Watch yeah, that it- Jesse Morris video on JK Dobbins. It's really good. He's a doctor. He actually knows what he's talking about. So, but you'll get an idea of how bad this was. And shout outs to Je- uh, Jesse Morris with the fantasy doctors. He's actually great YouTube. Cause they have great visuals. So definitely check him out. He, uh, he puts out some great stuff. Yeah. Hit him on Twitter too. Cause he's actually one of the fantasy content creators that responds pretty frequently to questions and stuff. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this one is kind of exciting, but I'm also not a fan of it at the same time. Najee Harris is, uh, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, his he was removed from the week two injury report and is a full go against the Patriots. Harris looked pretty bad last week, and especially like this early in the season, I don't like taking losses early. And you know you want your players to play, but I'm worried more about the long term. So it's kind of like like in our home league. Actually, I have Harris in a couple leagues, but in our home league, I was even considering trying to move Najee Harris because I was like, God, I mean. If this is just going to be a nagging injury, like I kind of want to trade him now while his value is still high. Um, and New England has a great, great run defense. And then, God, last week, Najee Harris, 10 carries for 23 yards. And then he had two catches. He just happened to fall into the end zone with one of them. So I don't know. Like, I mean, you have to start. I, I mean, me personally, I have to start Harris. I can't pivot. So. You know. Yeah, I think you still play him. Give him a couple weeks. I think he'll be all right. As long as he's actually healthy, I think he'll be all right again. The usage was kind of weird, but I think that'll increase um, if his health stays good. I think that Mitchell Trubisky really kind of takes away from what he was last year, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin Kamara, questionable for week two against the Bucks with a rib injury. Definitely monitor that. I saw, I think in a league, you picked up Tony Jones. I think I saw. Yeah, that was a dynasty league though. So oh, never mind. There was less available, but um, you could. The here's the thing: is Mark Ingram, is, I, I believe, is questionable as well. And if that's the case, then it's Tony Jones and Taysom Hill show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Van Jefferson, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, won't play Week Two against the Falcons. That's more to me because I don't think Jefferson has a ton of, of uh, redraft value. To me, that just is more of an Allen Robinson note because. You know, Sean McVay mentioned that he wants to get Allen Robinson more involved, but I think if you have that top speed guy that can take the top of the defense off, I think that'll help out Robinson and Cooper Cup doesn't need any help. He's a fucking stud, but I think that would help Robinson out more. Um, So, yeah, just keep an eye on Van Jefferson. Uh, And not that this is a big one, but Wandale Robinson, wide receiver for the New York Giants, the rookie. He actually started last week. He has been downgraded to out against the Panthers Panthers this week. And then uh, Kadarius Tony is still questionable. He only played seven snaps. I just think the staff just doesn't like Kadarius Tony. Like, I don't know if he like. I don't know what's going on there because he's their best player. Other than I know. Saquon. Like, he's their best out like wide receiver. And he's got barely any targets and snaps last week. So. Like, I have yeah. I have Tony in quite a few dynasty leagues. And it's like. He's so goddamn good. I'm more just banking that they trade him and he ends up on some other team. Like he goes to Kansas City or he goes to Green Bay and just fucking yeah, lights team the that world can actually on fire. Use correctly. Yeah. yeah. He's so and it, he's good. If Dayball can turn this offense around like people think he might be able to, maybe Tony has value there. Um, it's just 
going to take, you know, four weeks, five weeks to get there. And that's a long time to hold somebody, but it's interesting. He's yeah. playing with like the threes in practice. That's a th- he's the best wide receiver on their roster. <laughs> like the fuck are you doing? He's so fast. He's so shifty. He was a first round draft pick last year, but whatever. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, Chris Godwin has been downgraded to out this week against the saints. Mike Evans is questionable. Julio Jones is questionable. I think both of them play. Um, yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, Michael Gallup will still not play week two for the Dallas Cowboys. That doesn't come as a surprise because he tore his ACL fairly late. I, in our home league, fucking Gallup, yeah. got, don't drop Michael Gallup. Like, that's just silly. Throw him on your IR. Yeah, I mean, throw him on your, the, I guess the other problem with Gallup is like Cooper Rush is the quarterback for a little bit, but he could be a sneaky play. If he's on your, your waivers, it's not bad to grab him and stash him on your IR if you can because. He's the player that could turn it up towards the end of the season and mm-hmm. give you a nice playoff push. Uh, wide receiver rookie Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts due to concussion won't play week two against the Jaguars. Michael Pittman, though, is questionable with a quad injury, which this one's a little concerning just because this happened on a Wednesday practice. Uh, Frank Reich, the head coach, did say that Pitt uh, will be fine, but definitely keep an eye on that. Be ready to pivot if you absolutely have to. Uh, Rondell Moore, wide receiver with the Arizona Cardinals. He's still out against the Raiders. Damian Williams, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. He's out. So look for Cordell Patterson to be super featured. Finally, my boy Tyler Algier might get some play. He's a. I think he's a good – I don't know what fucking Rome's talking about. I think he's a good running back. I think we haven't seen enough yet. I can never trust the preseason – and I don't watch enough college to be like, yeah, this guy's going to be good in the pros. But yeah, fair enough. Give him a shot. You know, you'll find you got to find out sometime. Yep. And then last bit of news I have here is DeAndre Swift running back for the Lions is questionable against uh, the commanders with an ankle injury. I actually read somewhere that he's going to play, but I don't know. Be Just keep an eye out on the waiver wires for like Jamal Williams or something, just in case something were to happen to Swift. Yeah, I got Swift and Kamara in my home in our home league, so it's gonna be it's gonna be. Do you want Najee? Do you want Najee Harris? <laughs> I, I offered with you all? a trade, Did, and you said no. You offered me a terrible trade. <laughs> it was a terrible trade. It was a terrible trade. I want you know you gotta <laughs> start somewhere. It just it actually I actually legit laughed at it when I read it. I was like no, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. blame you. I, I just maybe I thought maybe you were more worried about Harris than you were. You know it's funny. Like he granted Rome's not here tonight to defend himself, but it was funny. Like how we always joke that Rome's like a used car salesman, snake charmer in, in our leagues. He texted me a little bit ago and he's all like, Hey, which one of your wide receivers do you want to trade me for Carson Wentz? Because you have, because Justin Herbert's hurt in our dynasty league. And I was like, the fuck out of here with that, man. He's like, I'm just saying Carson Wentz is better than all the waiver wire quarterbacks. And I was like, you're probably right, but I don't want to part ways with any of my wide receivers. For a quarterback, I might not need. If it was like week nine and you had like one, two more weeks till the playoffs and you are like on the fringe of making it, then maybe you could take a risk like that. But it's week two. It's dude. week two. Like, yeah. We don't even know if Justin Herbert's going to even miss time. Yeah. that It's just, you know, I, I love Rome for that, though. You know, he's always trying to make moves, so. Yeah, Rome Rome uh, was trying to negotiate an offer with me and his dad, and, and he said, 
he's trying to trade me the the second pick of the dynasty league, and he said, he, "I forget the I forget the original offer." And I was like, "No, that's crazy." And I was like, "If anything, <laughs> I'll give you some crappy player." And he was like, "Well, who who will you give me?" And I was like, "I'll give you Jamichael Hasty." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like when he was all like, "What wide receiver do you want to give me?" I was like, "None." I was like, dude, like, cause like, like my no. granted, like the worst ride, see like, like a wide receiver I could part with would be like Darius, Tony or like Tyler Lockett, but I'd rather them just sit on my bench. It's like, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some Agreed. football games. We got the one and well, no one. Ken Walker. Oh, do you oh think, that's right. Uh, do you think he, he plays, he, he play got him? taken off the injury report. He d- he did, but do you think he'll play? And do you would you play him as a flex or anything like that? I would not. He plays, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him yet. Fuck no. Penny looked too good to take. Yeah, to have him get a lot of work, but you never know. No, nah, we'll yeah. yeah. I I I I would be interested in Walker for later in the year, but no, you you can't play him this week. He's still recovering from his core muscle surgery, and. uh yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, all right. First game. Want to know Washington Commanders, Bullfrogs, taking on the 0 1 Detroit Lions. Vegas has the over under at 48.5 with the Detroit Lions favored. No, wait. That's not right. Where's this? Oh, there it is. 48.5. Whoa. Detroit is favored at minus 1.5. Uh, for Pigskin Pick'em, I took the Lions. Rome took the Lions as well. And you took the lions. Yeah, I mean, if you put a bullfrog in a lion in a small room and made him fight, who do you think will win? This is exactly <laughs> what it feels like. I think the lions are a lot better than the, the commanders. I don't, I don't think this game will be that entertaining. Honestly, no, it's going to be boring. But for fantasy purposes, on the DC side of the ball. I think I think Wentz still rolled with the hot hand, man. He was a stud last week. I think you can still start him this week. Um, you can start my chocolate boyfriend, Antonio Gibson. Dude, Gibson looked good last week, man, because they're finally utilizing him the way they should have been utilized. Eight targets, so he went seven catches, seventy-two yards, fourteen carries for fifty-eight. You know, just fucking outstanding. You know, he's a top twelve running back. I actually have him in my top ten this week. I think he has a a great chance to be a stud, and then. Okay, you know, everyone knows you're going to start Scary Terry, but Curtis Samuel, are you still interested in starting Curtis Samuel this week? Are you going to roll the hot hand? You know, last week, uh, what was it, four or eight for 55 with a touchdown with on 11 targets, mind you. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, it's not my favorite play, but I'm fine with it. I'm, and if you're in a really deep league, like a 14-teamer, I'd be fine with Dotson too. He's a little more touchdown dependent, but they target him in the end zone, so... I would say 10, 10 or 12 team leagues, I'd be a little hesitant on Dotson there, like ease the brakes. Cause yeah, he went three for 40 with two touchdowns, which is awesome, but he only had five targets. So yeah, it's like, and the two touchdowns is that's kind of fluke. That's kind of fluky. It's, it's great, but it's not, yeah, it's not consistent. So do you think Logan Thomas is back three for 45 last week, but he had six targets. Would you play Logan Thomas in the tight end position? Yeah, I would. I think he's only going to get better as it gets healthy this year. He was pretty great tight end before his injury. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't see well, I'll take it back. He wasn't a great tight end, but he was good for fantasy production. He, he was a, a decent fantasy tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I mean, if you him. look at I'm his at... uh 
Like his last his last season where he played the full season was back in 2020 and he was the tight end three. So Yeah, he definitely has potential. And he's probably better than some people that are like he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. He's probably better than some people that you're rostering. If you reached on like a fan or even like um I might even take him over Cole Komet at this point. Yeah. Albert O. You know some of those guys. Uh the Detroit yep. side of the ball. Uh, you're starting Swift. I actually think Jamal Williams. I, I, I don't expect him to have the uh, like two rushing touchdowns like he did last week, but I think Jamal Williams is like a potential flex play every week, just purely because he does get involved in the red zone and he does eat into some of Swift's. Plus, with with Swift with a bum ankle, there's a chance that uh, Williams does get worked in quite a bit. So he might be an okay flex option this week. Yeah, he got 11 carries last last week. That's pretty good amount for a second running back for like your flex mm-hmm. play or something. Yeah. Then I, I still love him on Ross St. Brown. Dude, DJ Chark. I think we were all harping on him during the off season. Like, Hey, he's a good wide receiver. You should try to, you know, you can get him. I went basically on my, for- I went on my tangent saying that I think he's better p- pick than Amon Ra because I picked him literally the last round in some leagues. Yeah. Um, the offense no one is wanted getting, getting a lot better. He got eight targets. You know, he was out-targeted by Amon Ra. But I think that that could change as he develops a rapport with um, with Jared Goff over there. Oh, absolutely. All right, moving on. Oh, and, you know, obviously you're playing Hawkinson. Moving on, you got the 1-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the 1-0 Saints. I went ahead and took the Bucks. Rome took the Bucks. Fishy. Something's happening. I, th- I took the Saints because I'm a homer. No, listen... Other than the playoff game uh, last year, which was terrible, the Saints have beat the Buccaneers, I think, seven times in a row. They, they Something like that. They got the script to be able to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I think they'll be able to do it. You know, Tom Brady's going to be missing some weapons. Winston may be missing some weapons. It's going to be a defensive game, I think. Um, but I think I'm taking my Saints. And actually, I forgot to say the the Vegas spread. The over under is forty three and a half with the Bucks favorite at minus two and a half. So this is a they're predicting this to be a low scoring game, and I do as well. Um, Tom Brady, okay, he didn't look bad, but he didn't look that good that last week against Dallas. Granted, Dallas has a good defense, so does the Saints. So like in like a one quarterback league, are you playing Tom Brady, or would you rather play like would you play Carson Wentz or you play Tom Brady? I'm playing Tom Brady in our home league. I'm not going to be like, oh, this guy's done after one game. I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to still play Tom. He's still Tom Brady. Is he done? I don't know. Got power around his throws still. His arm does not look like it's falling off. Could it later in the season? Yes. He's not very mobile. His O-line kind of in shambles. But if anybody knows how to get it out while their O-line is in shambles, it's Tom Brady. I still trust him. New Orleans yeah. Saints defense did not look that good against the Falcons. And I think they're better than the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, play Lenny Fournette. You're playing Mike Evans. I actually think Julio Jones is a, I think he's just on the cusp of being like a weekly starter. Like right now, like to me, he's more of a desperation play. I'm still interested in him just because of um, Chris Godwin being out. Cause he actually looked pretty good against Dallas. So you know, wide receiver three, maybe a flex, Julio Jones. Yeah, the problem with Jones is he only played 50% of the snaps last week. 
they're I'm sure they're trying to keep him healthy, and he's already mm-hmm. questionable. My concern with Julio Jones, like playing him, like he he had a fine game last week, is if he pulls a muscle or something in the game and has to sit out the rest of the game in the first quarter, and then you're out a receiver the rest of the game. I'm agree with mm-hmm. you. I think he's still like on the cusp of being like wide receiver that you could start every week, but it's it's risky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball, you know, if Kamara's in, you play Kamara just because of the, you know, like I, I think I I I compared Kamara kind of reminds me of USC college Reggie Bush, where every time he touches the ball, he has the opportunity to score a touchdown, like. Alvin Kamara is one of the few players that actually has that ability in the NFL. So I, you can't bench. Kamara. Yeah, you can't you play not Kamara. play him. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he doesn't play, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, wide receivers. I love Michael Thomas. I think Jarvis Landry's like a sneaky nine targets last week, seven for one fourteen. Now I know he did have like one really long catch. Um, Can't find it. He had a 31 to 40 yard reception. So, I mean, 71 yep. yards on two catches, but I don't know, man. Winston was looking his way. I do like the fact that he had nine targets. Like, that's huge. And yeah, Michael and Thomas. And those deep throws, you're going to get those from Winston frequently. Yeah. So, it's it's a team that you could see this happening multiple times where he has multiple games with 30 yard receptions because he, Winston's going to take that risk and sling it down there. And then the, you know, the only question I actually have is Taysom Hill, despite his massive week against Atlanta, I feel like Taysom Hill is a player you can like never comfortably or want to start. Cause the thing is like he had one catch for two yards and he did four for 81 and rushing touchdowns. That's great. But he only played in 25, 26% of snaps. So it's like, like, yeah, but it's almost like, the Kamara scenario. Taysom Hill is also somebody that can score on a lot of plays. He's a tight end position player now. So, I mean, this is a tight end that you're going to get carries from, and you could get a pass or two from. I don't think I'd play him, but if you're like really desperate and there's not a lot of tight ends available, like you're counting on a touchdown, but he, that's what he gets is he gets opportunities to to score touchdowns. That's when they use him the Mm -hmm. most. Yep. All right, moving on. We got the 0-1 Carolina Panthers taking on the 1-0 New York Giants. Over under at 43 and a half, so another gross game with the Giants surprisingly favored at minus one and a half. But looks like we all actually went ahead and took the Giants this week because I think Carolina is just kind of a mess. Yeah, Carolina is kind of a mess. And the Giants looked pretty looked decent. decent last week. I mean, it wasn't like anything that you're writing home about, but it was definitely like a lot better than I expected. And I think, I mean, they're both teams that are kind of a mess, but I mean, the giants beat Tennessee and the Panthers lost to the Browns. So Mm -hmm. Uh, for fantasy purposes, you play McCaffrey, obviously Uh, you play DJ Robbie Anderson though. Are you still, I mean, granted he had like the long touchdown, 75 yard touchdown, but he's still got eight targets. Would you still go ahead and start Robbie Anderson this week, or are you just going to kind of wait? I don't trust it yet. I mean, I get it. He you know, finished in the, t- in the top 12 wide receivers, did have a long touchdown. Eight targets is a lot of targets, but I don't really trust it. 
I still think DJ Moore's a guy to own here and probably the only guy I'd play, even though he didn't yeah. have a great week one. Then for the Giants, you play Barkley, and that's probably it. I, I'm not comfortable playing anybody else on that roster. Yeah, agreed. But the defense, if you have a defense in your league, you know, Director Ross did this. They're playing Dallas. Dallas is the out quarterback. Didn't look good last week. I still think Dallas will be able to score, but we'll see. Although Dallas last week was the only NFL team to not score a touchdown. And Dak played most of the game, so. Yeah, but the, the New York defense is not Tampa Bay. All right, moving on. Oh, the 1-0. I almost said 0-1 just because I figured they lost. But the 1-0 Seattle Seahawks taking on the 0-1 San Francisco 49ers in an even grosser over under 40 and a half with the Niners favored at minus nine. So it's like, God damn, man. Good for you, San Francisco, I guess. Um, although I took the Seahawks. I just, I think the 49ers aren't that good. Granted, Mud Bowl against Chicago, but they lost to Chicago. I, and I hate that I'm saying this because I have Trey Lance in a bunch of leagues. I think Trey Lance is going to be a bad football player. I don't think there's a reason why they haven't traded Jimmy G yet. They're saying it's because of the injury and blah, blah, blah. I think it's because even the coaching staff isn't 100% sold on Lance, but they have to ride him out. Well, they have to because they traded draft picks to move up to get Lance and they don't want to get fired. They're in the we fucked up mode right now. That's what mm-hmm. they're doing. They're like, oh, shit. Um, I picked the Seahawks, too. Look, the Seahawks rallied behind their guys last week and beat a Broncos team, which should be much better. I think the 49ers are worse than the Broncos. I think the Seahawks yep. will be able to beat them, too. I don't. You know what? Like, if you're betting, like, Vegas odds are Seattle plus nine. Take that. Because I actually think, like, you and I both think Seattle wins this game. So absolutely take right. the plus nine. Like, that's amazing. But for fantasy purposes, I actually like Rashad Penny still. I'd, I'd go out with Rashad Penny. You can still play DK just because it's DK Metcalf. But that's probably it, right? Like, you can't really – I'm not that interested in Tyler Lockett anymore. In, I don't know. Am I crazy? Yeah, I played I played DK. I played Penny. That's pretty much it. I mean, tight ends aren't anything to – to ever want to start. No fan is not going to be the same, especially with Will Disley there. Disley got three targets. Fan got four. I mean, it was nothing that you want to play. Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball. I have to play Trey Lance in a league and I'm not happy about it. Cause I feel like he's like a wait and see kind of player. Um, Elijah Mitchell's out. So Jeff Wilson's in, I think you can go ahead and light up Jeff Wilson. He'll, he'll probably be good. You play Debo. Poor Kittle, man. San Francisco's a mess. Yeah. I don't I'm not a fan of Lance either. He completed less than 50% of his passes last week. I understand it's raining and stuff, but like there's been plenty of games in rain where quarterbacks complete more than 50%. You got about what you expect to get out of him rushing, 13 rushes, 54 yards, no no touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. it's I, I I'm with you. I Probably still write it out another week or two, but it's not looking good. Like I said, I'm just I'm just sad that I have to play Trey Lance in a couple leagues because I just <laughs> I'm interested to see who's this this running back backfield because Wilson's not that great. I mean he's pretty a- he's pretty average running back, right? He averaged mm-hmm. uh, two two and three no three yards of carry last week. Not terrible, but 
if they give Davis Price or Mason some time and those guys are more explosive, then there's possibility that they're going to be the ones playing. And then, unsurprisingly, Rome picked the 49ers to win for some reason. So we'll go with that. Moving on, 0-1 Falcons taking on the 0-1 Rams. Vegas has the over-under at 46.5 with the Rams favored at minus 10.5. We all took the Rams just because the Falcons aren't good. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, For fantasy purposes, you play Patterson until the wheels fall off. Are you interested in Drake London? He went seven targets, five catches, or 74 yards last week against the Saints. And Jalen Ramsey, (laughs) he blows coverage a lot. So, Yeah, I I play London in a three-wide receiver league. In a two-wide receiver league, probably not, unless he's like a flex. But, I mean, seven targets is promising, 72% of snaps. He looked good against the Saints. I think he'll just get better as he gets more time. I think it'd be all right. Yeah. Then you got to roll, uh, you got to roll Kyle Pitts out again, just because it's, you know, you drafted him in the first three rounds. So you have to other side of the ball. I think Matt Stafford gets right. You know, I think he'll have a good game. He had a, you know, the bills have a really good defense, tough outing for him. I think you actually, I like Daryl Henderson this week. I actually think he's going to slowly take over the job, but, um, what do you do with cam Akers now? Like, I, I mean, if, if, I have him on my bench in every league that I have him rostered. I, I don't feel comfortable playing him. I I didn't get Cam Akers anywhere. I never believed in it. Um, I guess you hold him and see if, if the usage goes up. You're not going to get much for trading him. It's it's not looking good. If Akers has a good game, trade him immediately. <laughs> yeah, unless Henderson gets hurt or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm... You're kind of stuck with him, I think, until further notice. You may, you, at least in a couple of weeks, you be, may be able to know if you can just cut your losses and cut them. But for there now, you go. you're stuck. I think I would go back to the well with Allen Robinson. If he has another bad game, then it's like, okay, maybe I got to start playing someone else. But this is a good matchup. I, I think with the, having only two targets last week, and it's technically one because he got the second target at like the end of the game, like the Hail Mary. Yeah. So was, he technically got a target. But I, I think he just I, – I would expect him to get more play. So I'd, I'd play Robinson again. And then if you're desperate for a tight end, I think Tyler Higby's a go because he had 11 targets last week. So Stafford still very much yeah. loves that man. I like Higby. I don't know about Robinson. I'm not – I'm concerned. Um, I, might be, I might be with you. I might play him one week, one more week. But if he doesn't do good now, they're going to be calling Odell Beckham real soon there in L.A. But hey, how's that ACL doing, man? Just wait it out. They need to do something if he, if Robinson doesn't pan out. Yep. Uh, uh, moving on. Owen one Cincinnati taking on Owen one Dallas. Vegas has the over under at forty one and a half. With the unsurprisingly Bengals favorite at minus seven, just because of the Cooper Rush led Dallas offense. We all took the Bengals again, just because Cooper Rush is leading the Dallas Cowboys. So that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't have a particularly great fantasy outing. Tom Brady didn't have a good fantasy outing against this Dallas defense. Um, I mean, you probably drafted Joe Burrow to be your quarterback, but are you just kind of lowering expectations with him at this point in time? I'm not even lowering my expectations. I think it was fluke. He had threw four picks, lost two fumbles, or lost one fumble, fumbled it twice. He still threw for 338 yards. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's like going to be the norm for him to turn the ball over that much. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're playing your, your Bengals. You know who to play. Other side of the ball, I'm worried about literally everybody on Dallas because the injury to Dak affects everybody. It lowers Elliott. Pollard looked terrible in relief and the, the plays that he did get. C.D. Lamb looked bad. I mean, I mean, I guess you're playing Lamb and Schultz and, and Elliott and hoping for the best, right? Yeah. I'm, you're kind of in a bind, right? There's still going to be players that you probably should start over players way below them, but it's, yeah, you're going to have to t- limit your expectations on this for sure. I'd be happy with 10 points out of any of them. You probably don't have pivot options. If you have CD lamb and you know, Zeke got drafted fairly early as well. So you probably don't have mm. pivot options. Um, so Godspeed out there, Dallas. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, moving on. One and no Chicago bears taking on the own one, Chicago, Chicago, green Bay Packers. Uh, da- Vegas has the over under at 41 and a half. What's up with all these low scoring games? God damn. With green Bay favorite at minus nine and a half. Um, we all took the pack because the Bears barely beat the horrible San Francisco 49ers. So that's it. The Bears fantasy players hurt my feelings, all of them. It, and it can't get much worse than it actually was last week. So do you go back? I don't like reusing you know, the same phrase, but do you go back to the well with Dave Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, and uh, Cole Komet? Yeah, I give him another shot. It was that sloppy rain game. I said it earlier, like it other people get it done, but it a nice regular game will be nice. It's supposed to be a little windy, but it, hopefully it's not a torrential downpour again. And and then if you do, I just want to say this. If you do have a bunch of Chicago skill players on your fantasy teams, they do play Houston, the Giants, the Vikings, and the Commanders coming up for the next few weeks. So it'll hopefully get a little bit easier for them moving forward. Um, other side of the ball. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. If Alan Lazard plays, I'll play Alan Lazard. And then Tanya might be interesting, like, you know, kind of like a tight end flyer, maybe. Yeah, I have Tanya in the league, and I'm playing him. He only played 36% of the snaps, but he got five targets last week. I think that they're going to know that they need to use him more because they don't have weapons. And he might be one of their best pass catching weapons. So I, I predict the usage will go up and therefore the production will go up. I think you'd be okay to stream him if you're in a pinch. Absolutely. And the final game of week two for us to break down, you got the one and O future Super Bowl champion, Minnesota Vikings taking on the one and oh my mistakenly Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles Vegas has the over under 15 and a half Philadelphia favorite at minus two but we all took the Vikings just because if anyone else watched that Philadelphia Eagles game last week granted they won but it was ugly and Minnesota looks fucking good so you're playing all yeah. your Vikings you're playing your Eagles. What would you do about Devonte Smith? I I would honestly like. I think that was just a bad, fluky thing. There's, I mean, four targets, but with the complete goose egg. He was targeted four times though, and I mean, 
AJ Brown was just a fucking ball hog and he was open all fucking day. 13 targets, 10 for 155. So I would roll out Devonta Smith again, just be, but again, similar to the Chicago thing next week, they're taking on Washington, then Jacksonville, then Arizona, then Dallas. So, I mean, I don't know. You'll be all right. Yeah, I agree. Give him another shot. What about uh, the running backs there in Philadelphia? You playing any of them? Playing Miles Sanders? He did a pretty good game last week. I'd play Sanders. Kenny Gainwell, to me, he's more of like a desperation flex play. He's definitely worth the bench stash. Like, obviously, you pick him up. And then Boston Scott, he he's like Mike Tolbert, but not fat. So it's like if you're playing him, you're just hoping he falls in the end zone. That's kind of what he does now. Yeah, and that's too too risky. You can't. I, I think that. Sanders is Sanders is the only one. Gamewell has like upside, but that's a little bit risky. Especially now yeah. that there's not like a lot of injuries at running back right now. Like you're not not a lot of people pivoting. Maybe just Kamara and Swift owners. I mean, if something happens to Miles Sanders, then absolutely you'll be happy that you have Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, he'd but be a sma- he'd be a smash play at that point. I actually think Miles Sanders is a great running back, but I think Kenny Gainwell is a great running back too. Like I, I think he's outstanding. Like given the proper situation, Gainwell could be a starter on, you know, just about anywhere else if, you know, in the right situation. Yeah, I agree. But cool. That's it. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, not at the moment, unless you do. Not good luck this weekend. Just remember, um, Keep an eye on those injury reports, especially a lot of the questionable players that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Good luck this week. Hopefully you guys win. Unless you're playing me, I hope you fucking lose because I'm so much better than you at fantasy football. That's why you listen to me talk about fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. Uh, get us on social media, Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter. Uh, F football fish is fish's Twitter at big Rome. F F F there's three F's for Rome's Twitter, uh, Instagram, filthy fantasy football show. Email us at filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much guys. Appreciate you. Good luck this weekend. King Josh, Josh, the King fantasy fish on behalf of big Rome. Have a good one. Y'all.